section 13 of the Journal of Electon. After deciding that adoption was most certainly going to be my new path of life, I had applied to South Dakota's AFO program, Adoption First Option. The process was relatively easy compared to other states, and I was allowed to comb through case files of kids that needed to be adopted. After many painstaking months of waiting, my paperwork and background check were cleared and finally approved by the agency. For several months during the prolonged wait process, I was able to meet and hang out with the boy I had chosen, and who I felt most needed a stable, permanent environment. His name was Denny, and he was 11 years old. He was the orphan, and he was an orphan in the truest sense of the word. And talking with Margie Madsen, the AFO group supervisor, Denny was literally left at the doorstep of the agency just months after his birth. In an almost cliched fashion, the mother left a thank you note with a bundle up baby in a car carrier. She left some changes of clothing, two bottles of formula, and a small sack of diapers, along with another handwritten note, which turned out to be a verse from the Bible. Margie told me the verse from Daniel 9-9. It read, The Lord our God is mer merciful and forgiving, even though we have rebelled against him. It appeared the mother was fighting with her decision, and I guess was hoping for forgiveness. It was an anonymous drop-off, so the AFO never knew who Denny's parents were. Thankfully, the agency was a busy one, and Denny was found relatively quickly. However, at the time, no one was interested in adopting a newborn. Denny lived at the AFO care center until the age of three, and from there he was bounced to three different homes where all were failures to him for various reasons. He continued living with several of the very same care team that knew him as a baby, and as Margie described, they were somewhat delighted that he was that he was back, if only for their own loving selfish reasons as it turned out denny stayed with the agency within their grow up program he attended school and learned basic responsibilities inside the housing unit and then i showed up for the few months during my application process i was able to spend some time with denny he was famili familiarizing himself with me and me to him i let him in on so much of my past and the history i i had of not growing up with parents it was clear turning of the it was a clear turning of the corner with him he almost couldn't believe I grew up in a similar fashion. I'd shared stories about Grandpa and let him read some read some of my journal, especially the parts about the fishing trip. Denny seemed to light up every time I mentioned the James and Missouri Rivers. I didn't make promises to him, but internally I was creating a list of life-changing activities that I wanted to show him. I wanted him to experience all the joys I had growing up with Grandfather, who acted as my parent and who now was my guardian angel. I wanted to cry because I was bursting with the anticipation of showing this boy how life should be. I didn't want him to feel abandoned and disappointed any longer. I wanted him to know that there would be somebody here for him through thick and thin. I settled him into the house and showed him everything he needed to know. Like a time machine, his bedroom was my old room. I had updated it, of course, with fresh paint, new furniture, and some wall decorations. I did leave one memento up, and that was my bullfrog's jersey from when I was 12. I framed it and hung it above his bed. I hope he keeps it. I signed him up for baseball at his request, and we spent many afternoons tossing the ball around. You'd be hard-pressed to try and wipe the smiles off either of our faces. This kid was a natural, too. He had a strong arm and knack for swimming the, swinging the bat. It was awesome watching him practice. I'd sit in the bleachers, just like Gramps did, and I'd weaken him when he did something good. We ever went home after practice was one of the most surreal moments I've ever had. We would joke and laugh and stare at the South Dakota sunset. We spent a good part of the walk talking about our past, continuing where we left off from the previous conversations. We were really becoming good friends. I was someone he could trust. Sometimes I just felt Grandpa's presence next to me. I'd never been more proud to be a Mitchell man. Like I said, it's a town you never move to, but it's a place you never leave. 
Under normal circumstances, I'd say the two of us finding each other was a miracle. But when I look up to the sky above me, I knew that the real reason why this happened. Grandpa, I knew you had a hand in this, and I'm just smiling, and I'm smiling just thinking about it. You were right all along. You were right all along. In honor of Denny's baseball accomplishments and improvements as an up-and-coming player, I'm making a meal that has long been a fan favorite in this house. Yep, you guessed it. Hamburgers and french fries with the smothered gravy. I figured it's a way, my way of initiating him into a long-standing tradition of how the lot men eat. And after dinner, when I'm finishing up, finished cleaning up and Denny is unwinding in his room, I'm looking forward to something I've been waiting to do since the day he came home. It's my reminder that all good things pass on and no good thing can ever end can ever end. It's about maintaining a legacy and handing over a torch that can be fueled by hope and stay shining bright with dreams. Some folks at the AFO agency look at me as a hero. They say I saved a boy's life. They couldn't be more wrong. Denny is my hero and he's the one who saved mine. After Blumdale, all I saw was a dark lonely tunnel and the only glow shining was from the headlights of an oncoming tractor trailer. Denny pulled me out of that darkness and embraced me with light. I love that kid. Well, I'm just about to walk to Denny's room. I can hardly contain my excitement. It's unfamiliar territory for me, knowing that this will be my final journal entry. I have no need for it anymore. I did what I promised 28 years ago to the man who raised me. I followed through with a promise that I made to my grandfather, a promise that I was going to document all the important things in my life. Having Denny in my life, I can't think of a more appropriate way to end this entry and wrap up my journal. There's nothing that will eclipse this moment I'm about to have. It feels like my life has run full circle. I appreciated every moment. It will be something bizarre and surreal when I'm standing by the bedroom door where my grandfather stood. Heck, there's a family picture of the two of us in the hallway now. I'll be able to see Denny in this dirty bullfox jersey taking a journal from my hand. It will be like myself handing myself the journal. When I look at him, it's like I'm looking into a mirror that was sent through time, dusted off, shine, spit shine onto into a glossy polish. My life's hole again and I can't wait to hand over the keys so that he can drive a new chapter in our lives. I dare you to try and wipe that smile off my face. Well, I'm here at the door and I'm ready for him to start his own journal of a lifetime. And that was the end of the journal of a lifetime. Kate and Vest Library, thanks you for listening.